With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. This is part two of our big fight week preview as we count down towards AJ versus Klitschko. Today's guest is none other than Tony the Bomber Bellew. Coming up, this man never looks a gift horse in the mouth. It is what it is. I feel sorry for Huey Fury and mm. his team, but... Uh... If opportunity rises and presents itself... Look at him. Now. Look at him now, yeah. eh? I'm not, I'm not, not set to look a gift horse in the mouth, mate. Don't, don't knock him. He gives us his insight on how he believes the big fight at Wembley will go at the weekend. And if I had to put all a £1,000 on, I'm mm. sticking 800 quid on Ah, Anthony you're Joshua spreading. You're spreading. Inside the first four rounds. <laughs> and I'm sticking £200 on Klitschko after the fourth round. And, of course, if he gets his wish of fighting for the heavyweight title and maybe picks up that belt and becomes a two-weight world champion, his name will be immortalised in Liverpool forever. And we've got a special tribute to obviously make that happen. There's going to be a bronze statue it's of not, this man. Once we get that world title belt, bronze statue is coming where, to where this they, city. Where do you reckon they'll put it? They'll put it at that bus stop that he used to catch. He's got <laughs> to <laughs> Rotunda. On Smith Down Road. Bus stop on Smith Down Road. You've got to put it at the, where the Al Quickie used to be on Smith yeah. Down Road. That's the stop he used to get off and walk to the 27. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Um, welcome to part two of our big fight preview uh, AJ Klitschko this week we are hopefully going to be bringing you a show every single day yesterday we had Scott Quigg on the show thank you so much for listening to that if you haven't listened to it yet go to our website fightdisciples.com it is there it is sat for you it is waiting however if we're going to talk about heavyweights we've got to talk about the newest kid on the block man the man that is causing the stir the man that is going to New Zealand <laughs> that's the rumour anyway <laughs> Mr Tony Bell you're welcome to the show how are you mate I'm okay mate don't believe the hype as we were just saying before the show started, mate, New Zealand comes to the king. It doesn't go, the king doesn't go to New Zealand. That is yes. right, yeah? Yes, I am not going to New Zealand. Why do I need to go to New Zealand to look at a man who's not as good as the guy I've just whooped? Very true. Very, did you know this on Saturday? Because I said to you on Saturday, I said, oh, speaking to Huey Fury this week, and you went, Huey Fury, and shrugged your shoulders, and I was like, he knows something I don't know, yeah. He knows something I don't know. Yeah. Did you know the fight was off? I did a winkle. I yeah, did yeah. a few little stories, but I didn't know if it was 100% true. So you'd always hear the rumours in the boxing world and because it's, it's so small, as you know, Nick, you know, yeah. you'd hear the whispers. So I just thought, I'll sit tight and wait. And uh, the call did come and it was true. So it is what it is. I feel sorry for Huey Fury mm. and his team, but... Uh, if opportunity rises and presents itself... Look at him. Now. Look at him now, yeah. eh? So I'm, not, I'm not son. set to look a gift horse in the mouth, mate. Don't, don't knock him. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be talking about, um, obviously, what's coming up at Wembley this weekend. And we'll get to, you, obviously, your involvement in that heavyweight division a little bit later on. First of all, though, I want to talk about your mint tan, mate. Listen, you've not been to Tenerife for that. I was Mauritius. Was it good? It, it, was, it, it was beautiful, mate. It was absolutely paradise. It's the most beautiful place I've probably ever been. And without... Blowing me on to, I've been to a few nice places. I've took the kids to some lovely holidays over the years. Uh, Riviera Maya in Mexico, Dominican Republic. We've been to an awful lot of faraway places, but nice places. So I would say Mauritius topped them all. Now, seeing as, the, seen as that you yeah. were actually on this trip, and obviously the, the missus took them out to Dubai while she was training for the hair fight, seeing as that you were on this trip, did, did you did you do the first class this time? Did you allow them to do that on the credit no, card? No. Come on, lad. What's the matter with you? Sorry to say, but it was... Uh, 
It was a ten grand increase on the holiday for first class flights, and I'm sorry to say, mate, <laughs> no I just couldn't do it. <laughs> no she chance. argued at me all the way there, and was like, "You horrible minge bag of a man." And I was like, "Don't call me that. That's not nice, uh, mate. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. I just made ten grand for for a little bit of extra comfort. Shocking. Obviously, this is wrong, mate. You know, yeah. I watch movies all the way there, so I was perfectly fine and. The baby slept like a like a the baby slept like babies do. A baby. Yeah. yeah. It was just she was just whinging for herself. The and other, the boys the other, loved it. The boys. Made, ain't the other two elder boys were made up. They yeah. were sitting there with movies, games in front of them. They were out like lights after three or four hours. Nick, anyway, they were going so. to Mauritius, mate. They were going to, mate. I, I went to Bogner when I was there. Do you know what I mean? They're I off to Mauritius. Bogner Regis, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your involvement at the weekend, mate, because uh, you were back on the old core comms, doing a bit of the old um, yes. punditry. Loving it. I was working for Tony mm. at one point, putting his jacket back on for him and everything. If Couldn't get his jacket over his shoulders. The truth be known, I had to look to a friend in a moment of need. I'm going to be totally honest. I've uh, I've put on a bit of weight, as you can imagine. <laughs> You've enjoyed and, uh, the Mauritius, mate. It's all you can eat, isn't it? Get in signi- there. My signature bespoke suits are very, very fitted. <laughs> and let's just say, um, it, 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 the cruiserweight in me has maybe outgrown them suits a bit, so the heavyweight <laughs> is struggling to get into the cruiserweight suits. <laughs> so uh, I've got to get, get that, that down to signature bespoke, mate, get mate, remeasured. Something's going to get told, mate. He's got to get... Uh, something's got to be done. I'm out running this morning at six o'clock, though, so... I'm trying to chip at that weight again, bring it back down. It's not good being 16 and a half stone. I lost four pound last week, so 16.3. Had a bit of a big and a slip on the weekend, so I'm probably back to 16.5, 16.6. I've just got to behave myself now, mate, and try and get this weight down as quick Out as running at 6am, though, That's mate. It. You don't go out running at 6am no. for commentary duties. No, no you don't. Me belly you know, something's coming. Is. It's coming. You the, never the, the, know, the, you know. Maybe just... there's an opportunity for the WBO. Maybe that's what it is, Nick. Maybe, maybe. Who knows, eh? Mate, uh... listen, this, this, this lad here... It's green and gold all the way, I think. Green and gold all the way. Bomb squad. He's going to do it. Bring do the it bomb properly. squad. Bring He's em. never done it. He's never sidetracked anything. WBC all the way, I fancy. Mate, listen. The options are there, Tom, sure. There's only one bomber in this business. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, this bomb squad. No, like, listen, I don't come with a squad. I come as a single man army, mate. I don't need no squad. I come alone, mate. I've got two fists, K and O. And I do the damage. <laughs> Listen, we'll get to that later. Let's talk about the okay. weekend, yeah? Um, yeah. Masha, we'll, we'll start with Masha's fight. He becomes yeah. a Commonwealth champion. Uh, beating a guy that you know, Lee Appleyard, obviously, who is uh, managed yeah. by Dave. What did you yeah. make of the fight, mate? Uh, I thought Masha was the, was, the, was the best fighter on the night of the whole card. Mm. I'll be totally honest. Uh, after three rounds, I was worrying and I yeah. thought he was going to lose because he'd lost the first three rounds. He'd been shook heavily in the first. Mm. But you know what he'd done? He done what fighters of his kind of experience shouldn't be able to do. He changed mid-fight. Yeah. And that's the sign of a good fighter and a fighter who can go further in his career. He changed mid-fight. He, he made the ground up. He, he started making Apple Yard miss. He started countering effectively with his own right hand. And when he got up close, he wasn't landing anything careful, but he was landing scoring punches. And that's all that mattered. It was them little inside combinations that knocked Apple Yard's head up. That was really hitting. Don't get me wrong, I thought he was very heavily, badly rocked in the first. Yeah. And I thought he actually got rocked a, a number of other times in the fight. But the best way of explaining this, Apple Yard was a, a victim of his own success. When you hit someone so early in a fight like that and then they take it, he kind of ran out of ideas. Yeah. And it's... I don't know. It's. Uh, I think he showed. Game. I think he showed inexperience. Like yeah. Masha showed experience. I think mm. Apple Yard showed inexperience because mm. when he when Masha started landing, so he was dropping his hands yeah. as if to say, "Go on and hit me again." Mm. And Masha was hitting him again. And I'm thinking, you're throwing rounds mm. away now. You had a great start. You're mm. throwing rounds away. A big thing for Apple Yard was as well. He's actually took the best I've got. Yeah. And he's still there. Yeah. And yeah. then also on top of the fact of that, Masha was like, he just he changed. He done things right and. I was just really happy for him, mate. He, every time I see him, I've got a smile on my face. He makes me smile. He He's always got to, a smile on his face. He doesn't, that's even why. To, <laughs> he doesn't even have to say words. I just see him and it's smashing mash and a smile and a laugh. And I'm made up from him. made up he got the victory on the night. Uh, that apple oh, can come again. I don't yeah, know yeah. how in the world he makes lightweight. No, He's the biggest lightweight I've ever seen, mate. Mm. He really is. I thought Ricky Burns was a big lightweight, but he is absolutely huge. Uh, Masha. How far can Masha go then, Toe? 
I want someone to who's, who's now adding to his game all the time. He reminds me yeah. a bit like yourself. He's just mm. won the Commonwealth belt. Yeah. To him, that was his WBC yeah. ring magazine night. That was it. It won't get any better than that. But it can get it better. It can. I want to see him. Well, listen. He's got to get this British title fight, surely. I, I'm not being two. funny, but he's beat the well, he's beat the former British champion. Cardle, yeah. He beat Cardle. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what anyone says, you know, and I'm, I'm happy I to say and go on here. I don't, I don't care what the repercussions are. He beat Cardle, hands down, on that night, in my opinion, in the rematch he won. Yeah. Uh, the kid who beat Cardle last week, I've seen a bit of it. Well, I did watch that fight. I've seen it on Sky. I think the kid is a step up. Yeah. But I don't think that's out of Mash's reach. I do think it's a hard fight for him. Yeah. That kid is, is a talented kid. He, he's not bad. He's a good boxer. He's neat. He's tidy. Uh, South Port, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one match I can win. It really is. And then, you know what the thing is then? He wins the British title. He's British and Commonwealth champion. Why not? Let's, if, if it's the right fight and it's the right opponent, why not give it a swing at the Euro? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to criticise Mash in any way, but that's the kind of level he should aspire to get to Euro. You know, yeah, I think in defence, he was aspiring to Commonwealth at the weekend. That, that's, that's the ceiling, you know. But amazingly, on Saturday, I had a quick chat with Steve Wood, and he was making noises about Prenton Park for mm. him for this British Commonwealth title wow. fight. I've heard that. I've which heard would be that. amazing it if would, they can get Prenton Park. It would be amazing. He's got a great following over there. Listen, I'd be there first on the front row to support him. I think yeah. he's a great lad. But ultimately, you've got to match Masher very carefully, mate. Yeah. And you've got to match him very carefully because he's had zero experience at a good level mm-hmm. Masha is and I made a big point about this on Sky Sports on Saturday I said tonight this is the first time in Masha's career he's gone from the hunter to the hunted mm. yeah, yeah. he's gone from being an absolute no one who or no one cares to beat or yeah. knows to being he's the guy who done Scotty Cardle he's the guy who's on everyone's lips yeah. he's the Cinderella story it means he's brilliant he's brilliant for, for Birkenhead over there he's, yeah. he's absolutely fantastic he really is and He's a real success story now, and he's actually a name now. People are going to target Mashadod because when they look at him, he's got a similar effect to me. He doesn't look great when you watch him, mm. but you know when you get in there with him, he's a nightmare. He's effective, yeah. yeah mm. He's effective, and he knows how to win. And you're not, you don't always have to look great. It's just about winning, and he done that on Saturday night, mate. He came through when it mattered, uh, and like I say, the big thing is he changed mid fight, and that lets me alone know he can go on to the next level comfortably because yeah. Apple Yard is no mug and I was surprised how dangerous he looked, how long he was and, and Masha found a way to deal with that, mate, so all credit to him. Now, you two were in the arena, obviously, at the weekend. I was watching this on the TV, the mm. super middleweight British uh, title clash between Rocky and John Ryder. It was a difficult watch on TV. What did you yeah. make of it in the actual arena? It was a difficult watch on in the arena. Mm. Yeah. Mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, didn't, uh, it just didn't come to life at all. And, um, you know, I think all credit to John Ryder. Mm. I thought he he boxed out of his skin. But for me, you know, he's he's a blown up middleweight. It is mm. what it is. I think Rocky's still, we're still seeing this rehabilitation from the Callum Smith defeat, unfortunately. Yeah, he just doesn't doubt. seem to be back to where he was before. And speaking to yourself, Tony, obviously you've moved up through the weight and found great benefits. This is your third weight division now. Mm. Looking at Rocky at the weekend, he looks huge at super middle. Mm. His waist is tiny. You know, is it time now to let his body mature, do you think, and go up to light heavy to try and get that zip back? The big thing with him is he'll know his own body well, and if he's comfortable and strong enough, personally, he should be going to light heavyweight. I think that uh, his, his, his energy levels dropped drastically in rounds 11 and 12. He lost them big. Yeah. Uh, do you know what, mate? The best way of looking at this fight is I predicted in the build-up he was going to be too big for Ryder. I yeah. thought his firepower would be too much. And if you look at how you wanted this fight to go, if both fighters come in and said, how do you want to get this fight? John Ryder's plan was to get up close, yeah. make it messy, wrestle them fair, get him on the ropes, rough him up. That was the ultimate part. That that that, that was the fight. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly That's how it went. It was, it, was, it was a messy, up-close, rough-and-tumble affair. For Rocky, how did he want the fight to go? Keep him on the outside. Nail him every time he takes the step in. Yeah. Look for that right uppercut through the guard every single time. That happened on a handful of occasions mm-hmm. in the fight, yeah, and it ha- and it was very short and sporadic when it did happen. So the fight went John Ryder's way, but ultimately I do think Rocky done enough on the night. It was a close affair. Yeah, I had Rocky winning. Uh, I just think he's got a he's got to embrace the physical side of boxing more. Like personally, for me, for years I've always wrestled. And I'm I'm worked with much much heavier men, seventeen, eighteen stone men. I've wrestled yeah. with inside work done, 
That's just a weekend, isn't it? So. Yeah, just, <laughs> that, 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 that's, his, that's his casual. No, that's what he gets up to a weekend. With, with, you know? <laughs> 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 that's just within the house. That I didn't leave there, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, the actual less inside work. It's like grappling. It's not on the floor. It's in a ring. Oh, right, it's okay. Stand up grappling. Otherwise, it's, yeah, yeah. it's very, very hard. To Hand do. fighting, basically. Yes, it's yeah, very, yeah. very taxing and hard to do. And and I've had good people around me who've taught me how to do it. So when I'm inside the fighters, you will never see me whinge to a referee. You will never see me moan because yeah. I look to get rough and ready. You've seen it in David Hay. Ever since I moved up to cruiserweight, I'm, I was very clever with how I prepared and trained the fights because I knew they were going to be physical specimens of cruiserweight. And I feel Rocky hasn't embraced that side of the game. When he got up close with Ryder, he was lost. Yeah, He, he didn't know what to do. It's like Ryder was roughing him up on the inside in the middle, and let's be totally honest, Nick. It looked like middleweight against light heavyweight mm, in there yeah. on the night. It did, yeah. He yeah. had a huge size advantage. He didn't play the bigger man. No. He went in the ring, and when you see the bigger man, when there's a good little man and a good big man, the good big man will dictate range. He will mm. dictate the pace, and every time you try and step close to him, you will feel something. Yeah, yeah. Rocky Fielding didn't impose himself on John Ryder. Rocky Fielding didn't dictate the pace. He didn't force, you know, the errors from John Ryder or do anything at all. What he done is he got up close to them, he slapped them around, he roughed them up now and again, and that was it. It was just yeah. a really close fight. If you look at this fight compared to... to the Brian Vera fight before he fought Callum, mm. where he just picked them off, as, as soon as Vera came in, bang, and, it, you know, it, the fight was over before it begun almost because... Mm. He's going to have to get back to that, though, isn't he? If he's going to face Jamie Cox next, because he's mandated now for Jamie Cox, and he's a serious specimen. I think he's a Britain's to be honest, best, to, best to kept me, secret, isn't he? Jamie Cox and 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 uh, John Ryder, they look like the same lad anyway. Except yeah. Jamie Cox is just a bigger version. Jamie yeah, yeah. Cox is a he's, he's a he's a bigger version. He's, he's a fully blown super middle. He's also a puncher. Yeah, exactly. Where, where John Ryder is not a puncher, and believe you me, Rocky Fielding cannot get caught in exchanges with Jamie Cox. Trust mm-hmm. me, mark my words, he cannot afford to get caught in an exchange with Jamie Cox. I just thought. He, he he didn't impose no. You said the Brian Vera win, but Brian Vera just walked onto one. True, yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. John Ryder makes himself elusive as he's on the way in. I made a, a, an off the mark comment on Sky when I was working on Saturday, and I said, "The only person, the, the, the only the, John, I'm gonna laugh now. The only person who hits John Ryder, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is John, John Ryder. Ryder <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no one hits John Ryder more than John Ryder hits himself. He must. Uh, I'd and love to see the punch stats afterwards because yeah, half of them have him <laughs> punch himself. I actually do. I but I pat my nose to, to see if it's broke. I, I, it's just a habit. Yeah. I do it when I fight. I don't do it when I'm sparring, but I do it when I fight. I just keep tapping my nose to see if it's broke. And uh, John Ryder like hits himself all over the head though. <laughs> John Ryder gives himself a right hook, an uppercut, a left hook. Then he taps his nose. Then he yeah. It's how he resets himself every yeah. time, isn't it? After every exchange, he punches himself now, in the if face. if you really study them... Now, I always look back, and I've done it. You know, I used to do it a lot more so religiously. Bernard Hopkins does it. He, he picked... I always remember studying Bernard Hopkins once, and he said that he'd studied Felix Trinidad so much that he knew by his foot movements what he was going to throw. Wow. And he said that's how much he broke him down. Yeah. Now, if anyone took the time to study John Ryder, yeah. you could pick him You'd up know that a jab was coming if he, t- he tapped his chin with his right hand Without first. Made, there's that's so how he many sets himself. Te- yeah, yeah. They're called tells it's in like boxing. Poker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like poker, yeah. It's like a poker tell, yeah. That's what it is, and it's a tell. And I mean, you could you could really pick him apart. But ultimately, Rocky didn't do that, because I think... I think if the truth be known, Rocky thought he was going to go in there and bow him away. Yeah. And and he didn't. And he couldn't. So, uh, Rocky has to reassess. Rocky has to, in my opinion, go back to the drawing board and kind of not take this as a... Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Really when I fought over McKenzie the first time, yeah. I took the first over McKenzie fight as a loss. Of course. That's how I felt. So I went back to the drawing board. I reassessed. Uh, I got a new coaching staff and a new team on board for the old McKenzie rematch, and I went back to basics. Rocky Field and I feel is in the exact same situation I was after the Oval McKenzie first fight. Got to go back to basics. Yeah. The drawing board again and reassess where you think you're going to go in this sport and find yourself a style that you can stick to. Yeah. You know, what is Rocky Field? Is he a boxer? Is he a puncher? It, I still don't know Rocky Field's style. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he is. So he has to address that. 
and really look at ways to improve his technique or the style or whatever he's going to do. But he has to address the situation. As do soon you think as he possible. should push for a return with Ryder then? Maybe to try and get his confidence back to do what he, we all thought he was going to do. I don't think it's a good fight, Nick. And I think Ryder will realise that he should go back down to super middleweight as well because I've That's never middleweight, se- yeah. yeah, middleweight. Sorry, yeah. I think I've never seen Ryder get pushed and thrown about mm. at certain times like he did in the field in the Rocky fight. Mm. You know, so. I think Ryder will go back down. I think it's the right decision. Ultimately, for Rocky, he's either going to have to give that belt up or he's going to have to fight Jamie Cox. And I don't think he's going to want to endure the embarrassment of having to give that belt up, looking like he's going to avoid someone. Yeah. Because at the end of the day... But this would be the perfect opportunity to say, you know what, I was flat again. It's killing me. 12 stones oh, listen, killing if me. He's gonna move I'm going to move up. Yeah, you know, Jamie Cox fight yeah. for the vacant belt. Yeah. Like, I, I just can't do it no more. Mm. I don't think there's any shame in that at all. If he's going to move up, I agree with it. But I still want to see, you know, there's still fights out there for him. I don't think he's really, he did tie the 11 to 12 round and that lets me know he is getting tighter the ways I've had it myself of being in done so I speak from experience. But there is still fights out there for him. Like, I would love to see Rocky Fielding and Paul Smith. Yeah, yeah. It's a crossroads fight for both. Mm-hmm. And, and and let's be totally honest, both are at that level. Yeah. Because both had attempts. Rocky Field and went in there with with a world class fighter in Callum Smith and, and got beat and beat well. And Paul Smith has been in there with the likes of you know people at that at a similar level to Callum Smith like George Groves and being yeah, yeah. beaten. So they're both. It's a crossroads fight. Like I'm sick of these fights now for these people. Oh, the the, the make time fights. Yeah, yeah. Me and Eddie had a good chat yesterday. And we were talking and I said, I'm sick of these make time fights and fighters fighting fights where they know they're gonna win. Once you've had over ten fights, that's it, you lot off the leash. Yeah, exactly. Let's start let's start let's start eliminating people. And, and as, as harsh and tough as it may seem, ever, these fighters nowadays, everyone wants good money, everyone wants great money fights. Well fight for them. Yeah, and yeah. fight unbeaten guys, fight guys who are on the same level as you. So if I was in a if I if I was Eddie, I'd be going, right, I've got three or four fighters from Liverpool on the same weight. It's 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 quite obvious Callum Smith's world class mm-hmm. and it's quite obvious I've got someone like Rocky Fielding and Paul Smith at yeah. the same weight so you know what I'm going to match them and I'm going to see who's going to go Who? what's the point in having two lads in the same area who are at the same level and where are they going to go they've both been come short at the world level mm-hmm. so let them fight for the British title, and then if if you lose it, okay, you're done. But but at least the winner goes then for yeah, the world the, title the, fight the, potentially. The winner goes on to the European title. Yeah, yeah. Let let let's get real with boxing again, Course. because these these fights of that mean nothing. Let let's make the British title mean something again. Let's make the European title a great success. I, I look at my European title winning against Mateus Masternak, who was ranked in the top five of all the governing bodies in the world. You had bigger offers to do other things. I could have fought for the world title. You could have fought David Day probably at that time. Well, he asked me to pull out, didn't he, and fight on his bill on the Demori bill, but I could have fought Baybit Shumanov for the WBA regular belt. That was It was offered to me to go to Vegas and fight Baybit Shumanov on Al Heyman card. I rejected that to fight Mateus Masternak for the European title at the O2 Arena. Now, that, that, that for me lets people know who are listening to this and lets me know that I value the traditional titles. Yeah. Make the British title mean some these intercontinental belts and these fake titles. It's it's wrong. It's it's diluting the game. Yeah. Fight for your place. Prove you're the best in your area. Yeah. Then prove you're the best in your country. If you've got someone who's world class, so in the super middleweight division, we've got three, maybe four outstanding super middleweights: James DeGale, Callum Smith, George Groves. Uh, I'm missing out someone. Super middle. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, I rate them three. Frotchy's gone yeah. now, but I rate them three as, as outstanding super middleweights in the country. They've proved it. Uh, I even I could even be harsh and say, right, James DeGale and Callum Smith, two best super middleweights in the world. It, it's a throw between the rest of them, but in all honesty, George Groves has proven he's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a level. I think at this point, here. Callum is more outside of the UK. Mm. You, you'd find it hard to argue Callum Smith's. So, so outside you know, of them three fighters, let's find out who's the best super middleweight in the UK. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Rocky's got the British title, okay. Yeah, Paul, Paul Smith's proven he can he can compete at world level with good guys like Arthur Abraham, whatever. But you've proved you can compete, Rocky, by beating Rebras. Yeah, yeah. You know the Rebras victory is a great victory. It, 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 I really do rate it. So yeah, you've yeah. proved you can be at that level. Let's see you're the best in Liverpool, lad. Let's see if you're the best in the country. Let's yeah. see who's the best. And that's how me and Eddie had a good chat. And that's how I believe it should be. So when 
if Paul Smith and Rocky Field and fight, then we find out who's the best. Then the winner fights Jamie Cox. Is Jamie Cox one of the best in Britain? Let's find out. Yeah, of course. And that's the only way we're going to do it. Let's use the British title for what it's for. Elimination process. Yeah. And that's how all of boxing needs to get back to. Work your way up the ranks. The way I had to go through to get world title fight at light heavy, it was unbelievable. I had to go through contender after contender. Then I beat Isaac Chilember, who was the number one for how many years? Yeah. And I didn't just I didn't just after I got him I drew with him in the first one. Close fight the could went either way, ended up a draw. I rematched him eight weeks later when I didn't have to. Yeah. Eight weeks later I rematched him and I beat him. And I became the the mandatory challenger of the Let's start making these fights mean something. Like I say, it's doing my head in. Watching People picking and choosing. Picking and choosing as if, like, you know, you've got, you've, you know, you deserve to. Yeah. You know, there's so many great fights out there. Let's start matching the This, this reminds me of the lightweight division in Manchester as well. Mm. You've got Crawler and Turbo, Terry Flanagan. Mm. I know they were different promoters, but so what? Make it happen. That's who's I, the best in Manchester. I, I do feel, I, I feel for that one because, you see, that's tough because they're at a world level. Do you know if them two were at a British title level? Yeah. That would have happened there. I yeah, don't care course. even if we've got different modes or not. It's like Jamie McDonald and Paul Butler is not far off happening. And that's because they are, they've got to, you know, go and, uh, promote to rival promoters. But because it's not massive and, and Paul hasn't got a world title, it's different for, for Crawler and Flanagan because there's two world titles going at stake. There's, you know, deals to be done between governing bodies. Now that Crawler's not a world champion anymore, I think that yeah. leads a big possibility that could happen. But... I understood the problems when it was happening. But at British title level and European title level, there is no excuse. Yeah. So, you know, it's like Eddie's shown that he can make it happen. He let John Ryder face Billy Joe Saunders. Of course. So he, he he's wanted to let see if John Ryder can become the best middleweight in Britain. He let him face the best middleweight in Britain, who's yeah, Billy yeah. Joe Saunders. Mm. And that's the way to go forward with this sport. Let's start making these titles mean something. Let's see... Who the best is? So as we go through the weights, imagine the fights we could make. Nick just sitting here, no, they're exactly. not going to cost the world of money, and yeah. they're not going to. But it, what it comes down to is the fighters, and this is what everyone see, fails to fails to look at. Don't look at the promoters because the promoters want to make them. Yeah, yeah. The promoters and the managers they want to make the fights because to be no, then they they're not the ones fighting. It's true, but they want to make exciting because they fights. know the fact that's what the fans want to see. But it's it's always Eddie. And Sky, that who bear the, the brunt of the flans, yes, going, ah, oh, this this card's not good. Of Wait, course. Why is he not fighting him? Of like, course. Well, they'd make them all day. So I'm going to tell you now, Eddie is going to offer Rocky Field and the yeah. Cox fight. He's going to offer them it this week. Brilliant. I know he is. But he's, it's not that he's going to offer them. He's his mandatory. It's, it, it's yeah, yeah. The offer's going to come. So the ball is in Rocky's court. Do you want to move up or do you want to face him? And I can't, and you can't blame Rocky if it is time to move up. You can't blame him for that. No. Because, you know, he doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look well the way I've been there and done it. So the next best thing up then is... Uh, but then, person. you know, if you're Rocky Fielding, then surely Rocky Fielding, if he gets the call this week and say, right, okay, Paul Smith, Echo Arena, big Merseyside derby, he's got to think, you know what? I've been jealous of Paul Smith and all these world title fights mm. he's been getting. Mm. If I beat Paul Smith, then I go, I can knock on Eddie's door then and go, okay, and go, you got get him me one, a, get me one. Exactly, yeah, get but me. But this a. is what I'm saying. You've got to want to face. Yeah, yeah. You've got to beat. You've got to beat them. In all honesty, Rocky Fielding deserves a good shot. He beat Rebras. Yeah, he wasn't convincing against Ryder, but he won. I don't care. How he did win. I don't, he I don't. I don't care if you're convincing or not. This business is all about winning. Yeah, it's not about nothing else. It's just about winning, and it's about fighters facing fighters meet. And it, you can't keep getting away with this ridiculous thing of, you know, uh, I'll have a couple of fights back and then I'll, and then I'll get a shot at this or that. No, ain't it? Yeah. Ain't it? Regarding fighters facing fighters then, Tom. Yeah. Um, we know that Callum Smith is the WBC mandatory. Oh, yeah. he, he's in for the, that shot against Anthony yeah. Durrell, yeah? And it's uh, they lost the purse bids, they're off to America. That's what we're, that we were led to believe. But now, yes. I'm, now I'm hearing... Yes. That that might be a little bit of a curveball, and it's Callum versus the Gale for the IBF in July. That's a possibility. Mm. It is, and it's a. Would relief. you advise him to do that though? Because that the, the, that's probably the more important fight, isn't it? If I was Callum Why personally, not? before Tony answers, if I was Callum Smith, I would much rather fight James the Gale in the UK mm. than go to Detroit, Michigan, which is like a third world country where, where they no don't water. have running water or electricity. <laughs> People live in abject poverty. Mm. To go there where it's just going to be so uncomfortable. Mm. Hundred percent. I'd like. Plus, the girl's number one. Mm. So fight the guy. Fight the number one. Mate, listen. It'd be no. There wouldn't even be any need for a conversation when you've given me them two options. That's the total honesty. Take the IBF. 
<laughs> <laughs> it, it's WBC. Uh, uh, it's 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 the WBC title. I understand Callum's pull towards it. We all want to be green and gold champion, but all right, show some, off. All right, now you've got one. <laughs> no, no. At some stage, you've got to think about it, a business wise, and then also you want to be the best. Yeah. So Anthony did I lost to Badu Jack. Yeah. Uh, he's moved up belts vacant. Not long with fighting for the vacant belt. You can still prove you're the best, but it's going to take him two fights. Universally recognized, James DeGale is universally recognized as the best super middleweight in the world. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go to America? And I'm going to be totally honest, for less money mm-hmm. than you will get to fight a blockbuster over here in your home country. and Maybe even your home city. It might happen in Liverpool, that. It has got potential to, but I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not sure, but Chunky holds the cards, and I'm pretty yeah. sure he's going to want it in his end. Yeah. And and deservedly so. We, he's been the the most travelled fighter, the most travelled world champion we've had for a long time. Is there a reason behind that though, Toe? We've talk, we've spoke speculated about this on the Fight Disciples show previously. Mm. Does does the girl sell tickets? Is he a big it's, ticket seller? I, I don't think he's going to need to sell tickets for a fight like that. Nick. I think it because it crosses itself. over. It sells, yeah. yeah, everyone's into it. It doesn't cross over too much, but Callum Smith has the potential to be a star. Yeah. I predict them and Anthony Fowler are going to run boxing in this city. Yeah, Two-weight world champion, Callum I, Smith. Yeah, I, I think Callum Smith is, is an absolute boxing star in the making. Uh, it, there's a big question, though, was he ready for James DeGale? Yeah, different style, southpaw, all that. Mate, yeah. it, it, it's by far Chunky's, the most... Chunky's class. Honest, when, he's, when he's on, Chunky is Chunky class. is unbelievable, mate. He's brilliant. I, and, and I tell you from experience, I've shared hundreds of rounds sparring with him when I was a light heavyweight tons of rounds sparring together as amateurs James DeGale is the real deal Yeah, believe me when I say he's got people have got this thing about him that he can't really fight or he's a bit of a show pony and trust me when the chips are down James DeGale can fight and he will fight non-stop and let me tell you also Callum Smith is cut from the same cloth Yeah, so it makes for a brilliant fight if I was Callum Callum's, if I was managing Callum Smith it's a no-brainer it's James DeGale all day that's yeah. the fight there's more money in it. There's more recognition in it. Yeah, yeah. And you are the number one at the end of it, and that's all you must ever want to be—the number one in your division. So, I would uh, take hats off to James DeGale fight and say yes, go for it. But on the other hand, I'm not managing Callum Smith, of course. <laughs> so you know, we, he has to see. Is an argument really to boy. go to America to win that belt, and then the fight with DeGale becomes even bigger financially? Is, yeah, would but, that would that be an argument? Can or? you plan that far ahead? Nick? Well, of course not. No. Especially and, when you're not you, going to Detroit, Michigan. Do you want to run the gauntlet of getting a decision over there against a man who's never been stopped? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, you know, at the end, you've got to weigh up the options. I, I don't, personally, I don't like the option of going to the States and fighting for that belt. I, I just don't. On an away show, uh, in, in unfamiliar ground, unfamiliar territory, it's not even like it's going to be somewhere neutral like a New Vegas York, or a New York, York or, or a Vegas yeah, yeah. meet the sticking it's in his backyard <clears throat> yeah the sticking in his hometown and let me tell you the last thing you will see a fighter do is swallowing it when he's in his own backyard yeah exactly if anything it's going to drive them it mm. really really will mate. I've been there and done it I've experienced it on both sides of the circle I've been pummeled in Canada and let You've me been tell a you, where you I've been willing a to walk through park. a wall don't get me wrong, I was still willing to walk through the same wall in Canada, but I just wasn't capable of it. But I've been on both ends of the spectrum, so I speak from experience. It's a whole different ball game going to a foreign place where you're getting booed and things thrown at you on the way to the ring, mm. and that's the kind of thing Callum would experience. Would that be a good thing? No. Why? Why? Why do that when you can just fight for another world title? Yeah. In your homeland. You mentioned uh, Anthony. On familiar ground. You, men- you mentioned Anthony Fowler's name there, mate, and yeah. uh, obviously he's. Uh, He's going to be. You're going to be even more familiar stable with him. Mates. He's, yeah, he's, he's in your stable now. You know what I mean? Exciting. We've been, we've been mm. talking to Anthony quite a lot over the last year of when he's going to turn, when he's going to turn over, who's going to do it, where he's going to sign promotional deal. Where it's all signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. Now it's match room. It's Dave Caldwell, and he makes his debut on May the 27th. Exciting times for the captain, or the the old, the, the second captain after Thompson, of course. <laughs> it is exciting times, and I'm really happy for him. You know. Uh, I pleaded with Eddie to try and get this kid on board. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about him, man. What it took, you a, bit, it took a bit what longer. I thought so. The, 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 the move took a little bit longer you know than I expected. My advice to Anthony was go around all the gyms, speak to all the promoters. Don't just harbour your thoughts on one. Yeah. Speak to them all managers, promoters, trainers, you know, trainers, fitness coaches. Experienced them all. And, and, he, and to be fair to him, he did. He's been yeah. over to him. He's experienced an awful He's been to the US, wildcard, all them. And he came back, we had a little chat. 
and, and my advice to him was when you first turn pro the last thing on your mind should be money mm. because believe you me it's not there at the start no I don't care what you've unless you've won the Olympic gold medal yeah. The money is not there at the start. Even that now, though, the, 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 there's less money getting thrown at gold medalists these days it, it, than, it is than because, it was. Because, because it's like people got the custom, fingers burnt a little bit, didn't it's, they? It's, so well, like it's like the promote. It's like in this country we're accustomed to winning one now. Yeah, it's exactly. Been three or four over the last how many years? So there is a weariness of signing these Olympic gold medals. So my advice to you is: don't worry about the money. If you're good enough, it will come. Trust mm-hmm. me, it will. It's there when you get to the top. And he said to me. Tell him I'm not. I just I just want to get out and be busy. I said, well, in my opinion, the best man for you is Eddie. I spoke to them, whatever. Uh, then they met and they done their thing or whatever they've done. So I was made up for him, seeing to get Ed. Uh, he's chose Dave. I think that's a very wise move. But that's come as a surprise to you. Obviously, you, did, you, did you introduce them? Are you, are you did you make the introductions? Dave uh, speaks Scouse, mate. Does that mean Scouse? No, I, I that know he's, a, he's got a Scouse passport. And I was laughing. I seen Dave on Saturday night, and I was like, "Listen, Dave, stop messing about and just buy a house in Liverpool. <laughs> we know that's what you want to do. You just want to move here, don't you?" But obviously, you, you clearly recommended Dave, and Dave's a phenomenal yeah. coach with phenomenal experience. But you know. It's hard. Man. It's hard to do that travel. It's, it's hard, hard to go down there and, and train every day. It's he hard to disconnect. To, well, I knew he'd done two sessions, and, and that's all I knew. Yeah. So, oh, so you weren't there? Wasn't no, I, your, I wasn't. You were away. You were away. I, I leave. I'm I'm a loner, mate, in the pro game. I, I I train alone. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a gym with other fighters, yes, but they don't train with me. Yeah. I I stopped training with people many many years ago when I was a professional. When I used to train with people, I used to always find they're not willing to go as far as me. Yeah. And and I, and sometimes I would sometimes I would train with others and go, you know what? They just they're not doing what I'm doing, and, and I just need to just do it on my own because I, I will always drag the best out myself. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that would have been a problem if I was training with Anthony Fowler because I'm told he's a he's machine. A machine yeah. You know the kid doesn't stop. So, but uh, you do train with guys over the years, and, and I've always been like I say I've been alone in the pros now for a very very long time. So, it's a it's a good move for them. The the one thing I will say that's important is Anthony Fowler's offense isn't really a problem. Mm. It's all about the defense. Yeah, he's he's always going to be an exciting fight. He's yeah. always he's I've always earmarked him as going to be this kid's going to be one of the most exciting fighters this country's had in a long time. But with that saying that that gives you the kind of a burden of how long will your career go. Yeah, and I think going with Dave Caldwell was a very shrewd and clever move because he will give you years, mate, and he will give you knowledge about how to defend. Without a shadow of a doubt, I've improved tenfold as a fighter. Eddie says that to me all the time. Wow. He says, from the rematch with the other fella to now, he said the difference in you is massive, and it did take a good year, a good year or so for for Dave's style to gel with me and Dave's techniques to come off on me and rub off. But they have done now. And they have done since the Melastonek fight. I fight with a different kind of purpose. I do things differently. I, I'm looking for... I'm not looking to hit and get hit. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to hit you and you not to hit me. That's the aim of the game. But yeah. there's ways of doing that. Now, watching me on television, that doesn't look good. I don't look great on television. But technically, I'm, I do things right. I, and I don't get hit an awful lot anymore. So, if Anthony Fowler can take Dave's ethos on board then I do think he can really really go meet a long long way I want to see him go a long way you know yeah. very few boxers from the south end of Liverpool exactly. who have ever had that opportunity I, I think you know what mate I don't even know if there's anyone f- from my area who's ever been anything no so you know never alone world champion I've won British combat European I never had anyone to look up to from the south end from a boxing perspective yeah it's funny well Conte was born Toxteth, wasn't he? But yeah. he lived in Kirby. He was always a Kirby boy. Growing yeah. up, he wasn't from Toxteth like we were yeah. from Toxteth. He wasn't South End like mm. we were. He was more Kirby, even mm. though he was born there. So, we would see Toxteth all the same. But yeah, we, I mean, I just, I never went to gym. So I always looked at it as I had to go to the North End if I wanted to learn to box. Yeah. So well, I remember was... when you first came to Waverley ABC, Paul yeah. King had said to me, mm. as a kid at Waverley ABC, but I'm moving him. I've, rec- I've told him to go over mm. to Rotunda. I've recommended he move over to yeah. Rotunda, where they, obviously it was a different level. The new mate it was, and like I said, I used to remember getting them two buses, mate, the 86 on outside the cemetery, <laughs> so, or walking up Smith Down Road. It's crazy, because half of Smith Down Road's Waverley, the other half's Toxted, so yeah, I'd literally yeah. walk from the Waverley to the Toxted, then the Toxted to the... To the uh, to the rotunda to to Kirkdale, so 
the best thing I ever done, though, to be in all honesty. If I never met Jimmy Albertina, I, I owe an awful lot to still other coaches, no callers, uh, the late great Teddy Quinn and Mark Kinney. I owe them an awful lot, but if the truth be known, mate, it was Jimmy Albertina who changed my life and made me realise that I, I was going to be able to do something in this sport. Without Jimmy Albertina, I wouldn't have learned it. I wouldn't have realised that. Yeah. Well, before we talk about you obviously becoming heavyweight champion of the world, um, <laughs> uh, we brushed over Martin's performance at the weekend. I just want to okay. touch upon that against uh, Gabe Rosado. Yeah. Um, I personally, I mean, me and you have a different opinion on this, Nick. I, per- yeah. I personally, I think we have an opinion that Martin was cru- cruising and maybe then took his foot off the gas a little bit and Gabe came straight back into it. You had Gabe winning it. I had Martin winning it by one round. Yeah. 119-109 is an absolute farce. You yes. were ringside, Tony. Tell me about it, man. How did you see it? Uh, I'll touch on the first bit and the, ultimately the right man won for me. That's what I will say. I'll go on back saying that. Sky had it one point wrong for me. I actually scored it one point to Martin Murray. Mm. And upon scoring it one point, Oliver Harrison and Martin came over to the ring to me and I said, I've got you, lad. You've won it by one. And Oliver Harrison looked at me in disgust and went, no way. And I said, Oliver, it was a close fight, mate. And he said, yeah. no, it wasn't. It was wide. He won easy. So he's obviously looked at the fight with rose-tinted glasses on. Uh it was a close, hard fight. The judge who scored at 119-109 is an absolute disgrace. Mm. What I will say is is this needs to be addressed in boxing. We've seen this many times before. Are we, we are we in danger of getting a bad reputation, man? Because we no. slag off Russia, we slag off Germany. Are we Are we what, getting like that? What I'll say is you don't know where this judge has come from. This judge might not even be from here. I think no, he was he, Polish, wasn't he? He was it, Polish. Yeah, 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 so like the judge is a Polish judge. What I'll say is the way to deal with this going forward now, I hope a governing body or a boxing board would listen to this. Uh, I have fighters sticking in my mind. Canelo Alvarez and Mayweather. That mm-hmm. judge scored in a, a draw. <laughs> uh, Holyfield, Le, Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Uh, Abadi side Jamie Cox. Yeah, yeah. One of the worst I've seen. So, uh, the best way of explaining how to do this is, right, in all of the sports, referees are now reprimanded for a bad display. In football, you're demoted to League One from the Premiership if you have a bad game mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the Championship. Yeah. You're demoted. Now, in boxing, it's a lot more severe. You By... Doing what he's done to Gabe Rizaldo, Gabe Rizaldo now has nowhere to go. Now, the right man won, yes, but by the score being so far, it looks like that judge went into that fight with an agenda, yeah. and it does not look right. So that judge, in my opinion, should be banned from officiating any boxing for six weeks. Yeah, That's, in my opinion, what he should be doing. And then that's like a yellow card. And if a scorecard like that happens again, in my opinion... He should never be allowed to referee another contest. So he should have a very fixed and stern penalty warning. Yes, given to him six ban. But isn't this the problem? Because there is no there is no FIFA. There is no international governing body for boxing. Is that the problem? What you need is is the British Boxing Board to control say you're banned for six weeks, and then hopefully wherever he's done that, the other would upheld it as well. Sanctioning bodies from the other countries just go well. We're upholding that as well. It does. Take out of consideration the WBC, WIB. Take them out of the ball game. Yeah. You come and f- when you fight in Britain, you fight under the British Boxing Board that controls rules. You don't fight under the WBC rules. You fight under the British Boxing Board rules. So it's. I think it's down to the board to go. We're banning that referee from work for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's had his yellow card, and if he does it again here, he's gone. He'll never yeah. come back. And, and then hopefully use their relationship with the Polish Boxing Association yeah. to go. Listen, yeah. we've suspended them for six weeks. We'd like you to follow suit. Yeah. And and likewise, when you ban because people, Eddie, then we'll Eddie, follow suit. In all honesty, Eddie's took a big brunt of that. That's yeah. True. Eddie doesn't. Took nothing to do with Eddie. Yeah. Nothing wrong to do with Eddie. And. It was wrong the way Gabe acted after the fight, but I can under, I'm not saying it's right. I understand why Gabe done what he done. I think if all the judges would have went by right, 115, 114 in favour of Martin Murray, yeah, Gabe, yeah. Could, Gabe would have accepted that and gone, you know what, it was close, it is what it is. Yeah. I thought of one, but you know, he's won by one point. That's all he was upset about, yeah. the fact that one guy had everyone's, by 10 rounds. Everyone's getting it wrong saying Gabe's screaming robbery. And so he's not screaming What he's saying is one night, if you listen to him, watch him now, he was in my, well, right by my face when he's saying it. He's yeah. screaming 119, one nine really is that what you're going to do really this is a disgrace and all that stuff what he's saying and he's right yeah yeah 119 109 is disgusting mm. and it looks like the judge has got an agenda now i can't that judge is indefensible i can't defend that judge no. i have no words to defend him so the only answer is is he's just i can't defend him he was asleep all through the contest is, is that down who appointed the judge the WBA, the WBA, or, so they appoint him. Yeah. The British Boxing Board of Control is under their license, if yes. you like, for that event. Yeah. 
So Eddie really plays no part. Eddie has does not, Eddie have to pay his wages, or does the board pay wages? Pay, like pay, no, you pay the sanctioning body. So the WBA, so Eddie will pay the sanctioning body, Eddie and the sanctioning body pay the officials. Yeah. It's nothing. Eddie has no contact. Eddie's Eddie even has. come out and said that it was a joke. He's even said yeah. that that scorecard Eddie, was a joke. He Eddie wasn't defending it. Eddie comes to me and he says after the fight, have you after every fight on Saturday, he comes over. See, so now he came over and looked at your and scorecard. He looks at my yeah. scorecard and he goes with Rocky and Ryder. He said, "Have you got it?" And I had Rocky by one, I think, or two. Yeah, no, I think it was two. And he went, no, Rocky wide. And I said, no, it's not close. And he went, I'm telling you. And then the scores come out and he went, all right, sound. And then he come over after uh, Murray and Rosado. And he went, have you got that? And I said, Murray by one. He went, I won. No, he said three. And he wrote his score. My score was 115, 140. Yeah. Eddie had 116, 113. Right. And okay. I, you can make it. I can argue that. I can that. make a case for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I can make 100%. A case, I can make a case because Martin ran them little tip tap shots and yeah. little nice little combinations to come out. He, on he, bo- he was the, by far the better boxer. Mm. I'll doubt. give you that. But Gabe Rosado pushed the, the fight. He, he pushed the face the of the fight, fight pushed it, and landed, finished so strong. Landed the heavier punches. Yeah, I thought he started strong yeah. and finished strong. That's exactly what he done, but he went missing in the middle part of the he fight. He did, yeah, yeah. And mm. that's what lost in the fight. I thought the first three rounds he won. Uh, and I thought the last two rounds he won. Okay, so what do we do now then, or what does what could we do? Because this people argued the same yeah. thing happened to Paul Smith. Paul Smith lost to Arbor Ab- Arthur Abram, yeah, yeah, but the, one of the judges had an agenda, yeah. and Paul was able to ma- get a rematch out yeah. of that. Yeah. I'm not saying Rosado yeah, is going to get a rematch, but you know, what is exactly day? what happens. Yeah, but you've got to look at it. That was a meaningful fight for the for the world title. Well, the WBA regular belt, I think it was at the time. Yeah, yeah, the full so, belt. Yeah, uh, that's for. That's that's a meaningful belt. So that you understand why the the, the the he got the rematch there. But you know, at the end of the day, you've lost. Yeah. And the other two just scored it fairly. It was a close fight, but you lost. Yeah. Uh, it's like Martin Murray when he went to Germany. Now Martin Murray got a draw. Yeah. I think it was Felix Stern against Felix Stern. Now that is, if you get a draw in Germany, you have been robbed. Yeah, you know you've been. He did win it. He yeah. got robbed in Buenos Aires. Martin Murray is a world champion, in my opinion, but he just yeah. doesn't have the belt to show for it in the house. Uh, it's different. It really is. You know, it's uh, there won't be a rematch. Martin was talking to the referee a lot. I don't like that when when he was complaining. Yeah. I know he got warned for two low yeah. blows himself. It looked accidental I'll to me, honest, but he was I, moaning about holding. He was talking to the referee an awful lot. I've never I, seen him do I'll that. I'll be honest with you. I think he ever his mind, Martin Murray. And you can't blame yeah, him. Of course. His yeah. daughter in hospital for weeks. Building yeah. up to it. Uh, he, he was going, on the show last week and yeah. he told us about his daughter's situation. He was yeah. going to the hospital after it. So I think he ever on his mind. And I don't think that was a vintage Martin Murray. No. But saying that, I still think he won. So, you know, yeah, yeah. when it's all said and done, the right man got the decision. Do I think it was really close? Yes, I do. I thought I had them by one. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the right man got the decision. We, sh- we shouldn't make too much of this outrageous card because it, it kind of... Take that judge away. It wasn't a robbery. It certainly wasn't a robbery, yeah. But, mm. like I say, it, it it highlights once again the reasoning of why we do need to look at this situation. That judge had an agenda. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with the promoters. It's nothing to do with it. It's down to the judge... I don't know, possibly wanting to impress someone or do whatever or get more work. I don't know. I have no idea, but I can 100% confirm it's nothing to do with the matching boxing organisation. They must be the most strictly run organisation in the world, mate. It's like they're bleeding the FSA, the financial super authority, mate, because the way they are run is perfect. Yeah. Matching boxing is Got run, it right. mate, implicitly. It, 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 Nick, I couldn't tell you how... By the book, they run things. It, that's just the way they are. Nothing is behind the scenes, or that's a little bit. They're the most upfront, straight up people in the business, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. And that'll all be on show this weekend. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to yeah. Wembley Arena. 90,000 people. Frotch yes. is fuming. He's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> annoyed, mate. There's an extra 10,000 on there. He's me mate, Carl. Do you know what? He's actually happy. The monkey's off his back. He's had it, to be fair, he's done a few videos, hasn't he? And he yeah. fair, he's took it right on the chin. Fair play to him, man. Good, good he's bit still, of banter. He's still going to bring it up, though. Yeah, yeah of, course of course he is. He of course he is. He'll be having a bit of a crack at the weekend. <laughs> what he'll say, though, he won't say like 80,000 from now on. What he'll say is, you know, that time when I knocked George Groves out at Wembley. That's yeah. yeah. He won't yeah. say, you know, in front of 80,000 I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Sassy to go you know what it, it felt louder when I yeah, yeah. Though. it's not very <laughs> loud is it you know what mate he's, uh, he's people can't, I've known Carl for quite a long time we've sparred hundreds of rounds together uh, and he's become a friend of mine uh, he actually picked me in the build up to the David Hayfight he was one of the only journalists to do it openly mm-hmm. and uh, he he's got a 
I wouldn't say weird sense of humor. He's got a sense of humor that you find hard to get to grips. It's quite with dry, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's quite dry. dry. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what he is. He's dry, and uh, he does he does have a laugh and he doesn't take himself too seriously. But he comes across like he's serious all the time. He's actually not. Mm. Yeah, he's he's quite a funny individual. He's maybe. married to a scouser, isn't he? Cal Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is she heightened? Is she? Is she? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Posh that. Posh. No, Nosley girl. Listen, yeah, mate, that's far from posh. <laughs> I know. Two dogs. My wife's from two dogs. What? She'll kill me for saying mate, that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't even speak to a female from two dogs. She'd be looking to cut me up. <laughs> They're crazy. Them ones. Listen, it's all right. My one's from Allerton. Well, so she professes to be from Allerton. She's not really. She's Madame she's, Loth. She's 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 Garmoyle, So she's. I'm from Allerton. You're not girl. You're from Waverton. You're a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the fight itself, AJ Klitschko. I mean, yeah. we know how big this is because HBO yeah. Showtime for only the third time in their history they're simulcasting it. America's bought into it. The world's bought into it. Yeah. Ninety thousand tickets have been sold. It's an event. This. It's a yeah. massive, massive, massive event, mate. Mm, Come is. on, give us the your Rock expert show. opinion. How do you see it? See it? Okay, uh, the best way I've explained it to people is you're going to give me a £1,000, okay? And if I had to put all a £1,000 on, I'm mm. sticking 800 quid on Ah, you're Joshua spreading, you're spreading. Inside the first four rounds. <laughs> and I'm sticking £200 on Klitschko after the fourth round. Do you know something? It's Scott not going Quick, points. It won't go to the judges. Scott no, Quick said no. the same thing on our show yesterday. He said the exact Did same he? thing. He said, first four rounds, AJ is dangerous, man. And he could take him out in that first mm. four rounds. After that, that's when Klitschko will start pulling it back. I'll be honest, mate, today. There is no other way you can lose. I yeah, uh, I've I've got a bit you know obviously like everyone I've been thinking about this fight nonstop, but mm. I think Klitschko is going to stop him. I think really? AJ's, yeah, I think AJ is going to struggle to to land because Klitschko is just so good at what he does. <laughs> I've been I watched the even watched the Fury fight back and it, you know for me too gun shy. Yeah, exactly. It just it just looked like a bad day at the office for yeah, Klitschko he, for me not, as well a little gonna, bit. Th- Joshua is not going to pose him with the same problem no. that Klitschko is with that with long lever left arm sticking out raging yeah, yeah. poking you in the face if you watch back at the Fiori fight and Klitschko the other day I've seen it as well I also it's like an episode of Strictly it. Come Dancing mate he's gone for a bit of a dance hasn't he <laughs> mate he's completely in Klitschko's head even when yeah. Klitschko's getting in the ring he's shouting in his face he's yeah. shouting at him as he's getting in the ring and I'm telling you, mate, he, he got in Klitschko. He lost that fight before without, the fight even yes, started. Klitschko. He made them. So has AJ made a mistake then, so If you were fighting Klitschko, I know I know you've already said so. Don't, be, don't moment, ask yeah. a stupid question. But if you were fighting Klitschko, would, would, would. would. would you have I'll completely please. done it differently? Because AJ's been his best mate. They've been really. Uh, the gloves are off, was respectful awful. Respectful to each other. It was, it was dreadful viewing, but. Ant's never going to be that kind of fellow no. who comes out and threatens and, and tells you he's going to do this and that. Uh, I do think there will there will be a surprise this week though. In the you think AJ, you think Anthony's going to be slightly different? I Somebody's going to whiz a table. Yes. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If AJ comes in dressed as Batman, yes! I'll, be, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I do think he'll turn this week. I think you'll see a different Anthony this week. I really do. I think I think the not the nerves, but listen, Anthony Joshua has. The big event experience. Yeah. He has it. He's won the Olympic Games in his home country. Yeah. He's had big fights on the O2. He's topped all the bills. He's fought on Skybox Office. What he hasn't got is them big championship rounds experience. Them going to the trenches, being behind on points, yeah. getting off the floor to win. You know, having to figure someone out midway through a fight and then mm. change the plan up. He he hasn't had them experiences yet to do. And I worry if it goes past four that he hasn't got the experience to cope with them three problems. Yeah. Or, or there's a number of problems like I'm being cut, getting off the floor. Like, Klitschko's done everything. He's done all them. On the other hand, Vladimir Klitschko has never in his whole career faced someone as quick and as explosive combination puncher as Anthony Joshua, yeah. including David Hay. David Hay is the biggest single punching heavyweight in the world I do still believe that fastest probably single punching heavyweight in the world that's with one punch Yeah. Anthony Joshua gets up close and throws five or six and does not care what's coming back and we haven't seen a man do that since at Mike Tyson I'm not saying he is the new Mike Tyson what I'm saying yeah. is he gets up close he doesn't care what's coming back he trades up Anthony Joshua needs to go into the fight and treat Vladimir Klitschko the exact same way he treated Dominic Brazil the way he treated Charles Martin, yeah. the exact same way he jumped on Kevin Kingpin Johnson, I think yeah. it was. Just just like you've got, you won't get paid for overtime, just mm-hmm. get in there, let him feel it, and then get him out of there. Jump on top of him immediately, Nick. Yeah. And, but what I will say is, you know, if he goes in there and tries to have a boxing match, 
and tries to break Klitschko down, he's going to make an enormous mistake and he's going to pay for it. Yeah. Because if this fight goes past four rounds, I can't vision an Anthony Joshua win. It's funny, yourself said it, Crawler said it yesterday. It seems to be like everyone seems to agree that 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 it reminds me of when you fought David Day. Mm. Everyone was saying, first four rounds, David Day. First four rounds. If it goes past four rounds, fight completely changes. And that's exactly mm. what happened. But that's the thing with Joshua. It's Klitschko, I don't care what he says, you can't prepare for that speed. Yeah, that, that's why I've that's why I've openly said I have no intention to face Anthony Joshua. I truly believe he is the only man in the world who's a heavyweight who's quick enough to hurt me. David Hay, he's he's quick with one punch, but that's why you create a distance between yourself and mm. him. You don't allow yourself to be in that distance. Yeah. And when you do get close, David Hay is a terrible up close fighter. Yeah, Anthony Joshua is very good up close for the big man. And he throws combinations rapidly. You will, you will miss. You will dodge the first punch. You will. Yeah. But the second or third one will get you, and the two of them might get you. Two, three, and four might get you. One misses, two, three, four hit you. Yeah. And you're just game over. It's over. Anthony Joshua has to land one series heavy combination, and this fight's over. But Vladimir Klitschko is experienced enough to make it a messy on the inside, lean on you, and the biggest thing. That I will say about the most impressive thing that Vladimir Klitschko has that everyone's not going to see this coming is feet are impeccable. Mm, really, yeah. Just watch him against David Day because yeah. I studied that fight. I studied it tirelessly. He just couldn't get him. Couldn't couldn't Vladimir pin him in the corner. Vladimir Klitschko's <laughs> feet are exceptional for the big man. Little short step back. You, when you watch these heavyweights, you don't look at the feet. You mm. automatically look at the big hands, punches going. Just watch his feet. His feet are impeccable. His footwork's very very good and. He's only ever had that since he linked up with Emmanuel Stewart. Right. Emmanuel Stewart does not work with fighters who have not, who don't have balance. All Emmanuel Stewart fighters have great balance, and that's where the power in the punches come from. That's the reason he produced the likes of the Tommy Hearns and people like that. It's 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 impeccable balance. Wow. And Klitschko is that something that. For, that, he, that he had in his amateur days as well? Because obviously Lomachenko is probably the best mm. footwork in boxing today. The most perfectly balanced fighter in the world today, Vasil Lomachenko. Is. Do you think it's grounded in them as kids in Ukraine or whatever it is when they're coming through as, as amateurs? Possibly they have a great coaching system in Ukraine. I've been to uh, training camps in Ukraine, so I've spent like three weeks in Ukraine. I was sparring uh, Alexander Usyk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glav- uh, was it? Glavatsky. So all the, I sparred lots of Glowacki and people like them. I, I don't know if train camp me and Stephen Smith are out there with the GB squad and Frankie Gavin many years ago. And they do train and it is very specific towards the feet. So it could be that, but usually you'll find great footwear comes from studying and repetition. So yeah. I, like I've got, without blowing smoke, I've got really good feet myself. Yeah. But that was down to the, the, the drills from Rotunda for many, many years. And then also, I refused to turn professional and go, I, I, need, I don't need that no more. I, yeah, yeah. I, I still do it today. I still do the Still drills. the same footwork drills yeah, that still Jimmy Alba had you yeah. doing all them years ago? Footwork drills. I still work on certain moves in the ring. And I always think that's what we should be doing. Because, see, Dave likes me to step. Dave doesn't agree with dancing mm-hmm. or moving quick-footed or... It's step, 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 which is very good. Yeah. But there is a time in a fight where you need to go right. I'm on my bike. I'm on yeah. my toes here. You know, don't need this, and, and, and I can do that. So that that's always been a big, big bonus for me, a big, big plus, and that that's what you will see. Let's go try and do. I think he will try and draw and Josh you in, make him fall that inch or millimetre short then lean on make it a fight Klitschko's going to want to make it a fight that Anthony Joshua's never been in Anthony Joshua hasn't been in a a physically grueling fight yeah let's be honest he got he got shook up by Dillian White for a couple of seconds Mm. yeah but he did get shook up though then basically he had his own way for the rest of the fight don't get me wrong he did get shook up and that showed me but that he's got he's got the balls for it as well. That's true. He's got the balls for it, and he's got the fights. I've already I already know that. Just you know, just by where he's from, he's got balls and fights. He's not going to give in. But what it did show me is that he's got the balls and the will to go on, but that he can find a way. He found a way that night, and don't get Dillian White wasn't good enough to expose the other flaws that he shows because he has got flaws Anthony Joshua like I've just said before he's the only heavyweight who gets in front of you throws five or six and doesn't care what's coming back mm. that's a flaw of course it is because if you're clever enough and good enough this is why I thought there's a reason why none of these heavyweights have called David Hay have you ever once heard Anthony Joshua say I'll fight David I want to no. fight David Hay have you ever heard Deontay Wilder say he wants to fight David Hay none of them want to fight him because David gets up close 
and he slips and comes back with an absolute monster. And he's David never fights guys who are capable of doing that to him. I was the, one of the first guys he's fought who was capable of doing it. He just thought I was that crap. He was going to blow me away in a round. Yeah. But Anthony Joshua fighting Vladimir and. Klitschko isn't capable of slipping, rolling, coming back with that counter. What he is capable of doing is blocking. Yeah. With that lead hand, like a like a parry, a pull down, pull mm. down, then bang. And believe you me, at that weight, when they're that that size, it's only gonna take one sledgehammer of a right hand from either fighter to end the fight. It really, really is. It is I like th- a real life monster movie. Yeah. If, if if I know I said before I'm gonna split the grand, if you'd ask me to just stick all the money on one fella. I'm going for Anthony Joshua. Ah, good, yeah, man. Yeah. good man. By, by KO in the first in four. In the first but, four but I'm telling you now, mate, if it goes past four. Klitschko inactive for 18 months, is that gonna is that gonna play a part as well? No, I think it'll be He's a, too experienced for that surely. I think it'll be a bonus for him. I think yeah, because he's gonna be fresher. I think it'll actually benefit him. He's been he's been had a long, extensive career, and I think that will benefit him massively, massively. I, I've been in myself in, in boxing and had a little bit of time out. Uh he'll he'll have used the time to recuperate get used to his body and stuff like that of not doing nothing uh, and I think also the, the Fury fight left him mentally very damaged Yeah, because I just think he bought into the whole thing and I actually think the sight of Tyson Fury in Fury upsets him yeah, yeah. yeah. Even as Camp have already said, haven't he? Yeah. We beat AJ. We don't, we don't even want a conversation. We never want to speak about Tyson Fury again, yeah, he regardless. He won't. He, made, he, he done a number on him. He got in his head mentally. He just yeah. absolutely. He's probably still in there. Mate, without <laughs> it, I, I, if this fight. Maybe AJ should get Tyson Fury a seat for sitting ringside on Saturday well, just so Klitschko one. can see it. He's offered them one. He should do, yeah. yeah he's Getting Klitschko's head from he's, ringside. He's, he said to Fury, uh, listen, there's two seats for you there. He said, but don't bring anybody. The two seats are actually for you. You've put that much weight on. <laughs> <laughs> he's good, he's got pants and he's got, he's got lines as well. But uh, listen, I'm looking forward to it. I'm there, I'm working uh, in capacity. I'm in the arena on Saturday at Wembley. Uh, it'll be nice to be around legends, mate. Evander mm. Holyfield's there, Lennox Lewis is there as part of the commentary team. Great. Uh, and my sidekick is there as well, isn't he? The clown himself, David Hay. So, Brilliant. Uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah? That'll be come, lovely to watch. We come face to face for the first time since uh, I punched his head everywhere. Yeah. Don't forget the last time you seen him, he was all he was all lovely towards it as well. He was all apologetic and yeah. the ball's in his court now. He holds all yeah, this. He holds yeah, all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, be- sure. so before we let you go, Tom, then that yeah. leads us on quite nicely to uh, yeah. to tell us what's coming next because now in uh, Europe, WBC Emirates. It sounds really grand, that yeah. doesn't it? That Emirates. It does, mate. And there's only ever two people who have ever been crowned it. And That's that it. Was... It's basically you're our champ, but we know you're not coming back. You <laughs> yes. know, we know that you're going after oh, the Emirates. I don't know about that. Manny Pacquiao and Vlad Vitali Klitschko. Wow, that's being imposed upon them. So I'm very honoured and very blessed. Sorry, Floyd Mayweather as well. I'm very blessed and honoured to be. Do you get a special belt for that? I asked the WBC and yet to receive me reply in an email. <laughs> just me being too truthful. There's no green on it. But... There's no green, it's just pure gold. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Diamonds as well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that. So then, yeah. obviously, what's the plan, man? I mean, I know we were having a joke at the start of the show about Wilder, about Porter now needing a fight. Come on, man, what do you want? What do you want to do? Fury. Fury's still in the mix as well. Tyson Fury. I like the thought and the sound of heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm a lad who's exceeded all his expectations in boxing I'm world champion British Commonwealth European I've done it all and if the truth be known I didn't think I was ever going to get this far so you know what it's down to now if I'm being totally honest I'm only getting better as I'm getting older mm-hmm. and my last five fights have been the best five fights to me four or five fights in my career they really really have so I'm only getting better uh, and how far can I go in all honesty I don't know can the the former Dorman fat boy become heavyweight champion. <laughs> you of the used to eat KFC the night before the ABA yeah. finals. Mate, can I win the heavyweight championship? I, I don't know. I want to give it a go. Uh, but I need to fight. I don't want to give up now and in two years' time look back and go, ah, why yeah. didn't I do that? Why didn't I just give yeah. it? I could have been every champion. I don't want any regrets. So I'm going to carry on and I'm going to pick me fights very carefully. Uh, there isn't many left, I'll be totally honest. But 
I need to see if I can become heavyweight champion of the world. I New Zealand it is then. Get your flights booked, Nicky boy. We're listen, off, son. Listen, we said it earlier and we meant it as well. The, the, the king doesn't go to New Zealand. New Zealand comes to the king. I wanted an holiday, mate. You know I'm what I mean? He's used now. to Mauritius and all this. That's I'm what it is. I'm the king of Liverpool for now. I'm, I'm, I'm potentially on the verge of becoming heavyweight king of the world. But listen, it's going to take time. You know what that means though as well, Toe? Heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. You know, I was I was driving around Liverpool the other day. I, I went past Goodison, seeing Dixie. I walked down Matthew Street, I see Scylla. I'm on the docks, oh, I, I see John it. Paul. <laughs> There's going to be a bronze statue it's of not. this man. Once we get that world title belt, bronze it's statue not. is coming where, to where this they, city. Where do you reckon they'll put it? They'll put it at that bus stop that he used to catch. He's got <laughs> yeah. to for a tunder. <laughs> on Smith bus Down Road. Bus stop on Smith Down Road. <laughs> You've got to put it at the, where the Al Quicker used to be on Smith yeah. Down Road. That's the stop he used to get off and walk to the 27. <laughs> that's just by the speed camera that's yes. been smashed up for yeah. about 10 years. So just replace the speed camera and stick it. <laughs> Just stick, just stick a, a, a tiny figure to me. I don't need the statue. Just like one of them. We want a statue. Never mind. You don't want it. We want this city needs a statue. It's a beauty old figure in, in, in marble will do for me. Just on the floor with me hands up. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. As ever, Tony Bellew, always good value. Thank you so much to him for his time. And thank you so much to you for listening to it. Hope you enjoyed uh, what he had to say. We've got another show lined up for you tomorrow morning. Make sure you're subscribing fightdisciples.com is our website go there you can get all our episodes if you want to listen through the website or you could click on our itunes link which is on the website so therefore you can subscribe and never miss out on any of our content this week five shows as we build up towards joshua versus klitschko it's an absolute barnstormer i don't know about you but i'm giddy mate absolutely giddy come and join the daily conversation tell us what you think is going to happen at fight disciples on facebook twitter and instagram I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.